Cause we're talking with T-Bird now Miss T-Bird, you cannot change Oh, Miss T-Bird, you cannot change And things might get pretty strange Yeah! We are back talking with T-Bird. T-Bird, we should have never stopped this summer. (laughs) Hey, Rob. Great to be back. Hey, Rob, so is this the official start to season two, talking with T-Bird? Yeah. I mean, I'd call this uh, season one and a half. Okay. Well... Season one and a half, there were some tense moments during season one, mm-hmm. and actually going into season between one who? and a half. When were there well, tense moments? Between the boss and <laughs> his assistant, that would be me, I found that I did cross the line a time or two. I didn't know if we'd make it to a season and a half, because <laughs> I was taking certain liberties that I shouldn't have been taking, because I was trying to surprise you with some guests. Which I found out I can no longer I hate do surprises. That. I do hate surprises. And even just a few days ago, I tried to surprise you again, and I didn't know if we were going to make it to season one and a half. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're here. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should know my type, alpha male control freak, that I like to know what's happening. All right. Well, I'm learning. I, I'm, a, I'm a slow learner, but I'm slowly, <laughs> okay. I'm slowly catching on. So listen to this. We, I'm so excited about our guest today. Yes. So when I was setting up the interview with Vesepi, and what I don't know if a lot of our listeners actually know this, but whenever we get, I say we get our guest, actually, I'm the one that's going after the listeners. Sure. People get that. You're a bounty hunter. Yeah. I'm a, but so I don't. You're like people, the Mandalorian. Well, I know, but I don't think people know that I'm going after them, and I'd rather go after them without telling you who I'm going after, but I've learned I can't do that any longer. No, I'm like Carl so, Weathers. I tell you who to go after. Yes. So when Bring I me Baby Yoda. <laughs> so when I went after Vesepia, I was calling her and texting her, and finally she said to me, she said, are you Rob's administrator or something? <laughs> and then I just text her back, and I yes. said, yeah, something like that. And then she says, well, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're doing what you love. So, yes. <laughs> That's right. I'm doing what yeah, I love. T- Vesepia, who's our guest today, that we uh, have somehow buried the lead, uh, that you, she knows who you are. Right. But, I, but, but she knows who you are even more than she knows who I am. Yeah, maybe I've spoken to her more recently. Right. I guess. Okay. So she thinks you're, I'm your assistant and I'm good with that. Yes. I'm your assistant. I've, I've got to be pulled You're in not. You're my co-host. You're my co-host. And we're going to okay. talk with Vesepia, winner of Survivor Marquesis. Uh, Vesepia Robinson is going to join us here in uh, just a couple of moments to talk about everything that she's been up to. Survivor Marquesa. Also, going to talk a little bit about uh, Survivor winners at war. She's not at war. No, she's not. She's a dove. I was going to say, and that's the million-dollar question, or that's the two-million-dollar question, right? Yes. So we'll get to what happened there. Did she want to go? I think she did. We'll find out what she thinks of these, who she'd work with if she was there, 
and much more coming up here with Vesepia on the return of Talking with T-Bird. And so, T-Bird, very excited about all that. What have you been up to? Uh, we talked during Survivor 39, but what have you been up to since then? Well, I'm still flying and getting through the holidays and just ready for Survivor. Good holiday, good up. holiday. Oh, great holidays. Yeah. Just great holidays. And now looking forward to season 40 starting, just looking forward to the next few weeks when we get this next season started that everybody is just so excited about. Which yep. You're excited as well, right? February, well, February 12th, big night, season 40 premiere. It's also the 10-year anniversary of Rob as a Podcast. We're having a big oh. uh, celebration, a big uh, kickoff event for season 40 and 10-year anniversary party. So uh, very excited for February 12th. Rob, this is for you. Thank you. Congratulations. That is that is wonderful. And I know all your listeners are so excited you've been around. I can't believe it's been 10 years, though. Can you? Yeah. I know. You can't believe it or you can't I, I, believe it? it well, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it was going by fast until last season. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about last season anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, so, okay, so, Rob, this is what I wanted to ask you. So, today, this is kind of a new thing I'm thinking I should do when we do the season. So, let's talk about Marquesas for just a second before we get Vesepi on. Okay. Tell me what your favorite memory or one of your favorite memories from Marquesas is. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, this is what I loved about Marquesas. One of the things I loved about Marquesas was, remember when Probst arrived in New York by mm -hmm. a helicopter? Yeah. Remember he hovered over the Statue of Liberty? And I hope the listeners will go back and YouTube that and watch that because when it's hovering over the Statue of Liberty, it just gives you chills. So he was flying over to helicopter and other famous landmarks before landing, which then he hails a cab with by whistling Tells the cabbie Central Park. Yeah. Then he gets out of the cab, asks for a receipt while carrying the canister continue, con containing those final votes. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it. I think that's one of his great, one of his great entrances into the finale. I love that. Did you? Oh, and if you go in back Central and Park. look, yeah, yeah, in Central Park. If you go back and look, the cab driver is actually Rob, the general. The cast member from Marquesas. What? Did no, you know it's that? not. Go back and look at no, it. No, it's not. Oh, go back. Okay. Okay, he really isn't. He really isn't. But I was thinking, wouldn't that have been cool? Because they show a glimpse of the cabbie. Would that have been cool if it had been the general? Because he is in New so. York. He's a New York limousine driver. I thought that would have been kind of But anyway, if it gets the listeners to go back and watch it, it'll be fun. Was the cab driver in all denim? No, <laughs> I couldn't tell. You just see his face as he kind of yeah. side of his face. Okay, <laughs> could be the general. I don't think it is. But, I don't think so. All right. So, what's your, one of your favorite memories of Marquesas? Because I have a lot. I love Survivor Marquesas. Well, you know, Probst did not. He was not big on Marquesas. That mm -hmm. was at the time not one of his favorite seasons yeah didn't like it there were a lot of bugs a lot of no-nos biting they didn't have nice uh accommodations but for me a couple of things uh that one i i loved boston rom uh that that that, that he was uh the greatest thing ever I thought that right. he was uh, incredible to watch on the show and was like oh this guy is so much fun i love i love this guy so you you noticed him right off that he was going to be a superstar. I mean, 
Well, superstar. No, I thought he, I thought he had a chance, and then it, like, oh well, he got voted out early, and then I said, oh, uh, this guy, he could have been something. He really could have been something. He could have been a contender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then and then I was on the All Stars, and I was like, oh boy, I can't believe he made the All Stars. He didn't even get on the jury. Right. <laughs> That's right. I know it. And then who knew he from there it'd be Amazing Race Seven. Not me. Not me. Amazing Amazing Race All Stars. It'd be heroes versus villains, yeah. Redemption Island, right, right. Island of the uh, Idols, but I, but, Winners but, at War. Yeah, enough about Rob. We don't need to sing his okay, accolades. Okay, uh, okay. But uh, that was what. But also, then the big, the big swing that we'll talk with with V about, where she and Sean and Pappy and and Nalia and Kathy, Kathy they yep. ended up switching that whole thing around on the right. road to four. And pulled off in my mind. Like this is the biggest, the biggest move in in Survivor history. Right. Yep. I wonder if Vesepia. We've got to ask Vesepia. Do not let me forget if she saw in Boston Rob what you saw, and if she thought that he would become the player that he has become. Mm-hmm. Be interesting okay. to know that, don't you think? I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure it'll come up. All right. So well, let's get Vesepia on the line in just a moment. But first. T-Bird, let me thank our sponsor here for our talking with T-Bird chat with Vesepia. And those are our friends over at Noom. Noom. Uh, Noom. Noom is the habit change program that uses psychology to teach you how your mind works so you can understand why you make the decisions you make and feel empowered to change for good. It's not a diet. It's a different way to think about your habits so you're making healthier decisions. With Noom, you pick the goals that are right for you, whether it's feeling better in your clothes, having more stamina to keep up with your busy life, or being more in tune with your body's needs, or practicing more self-care and feeling confident. Noom is going to personalize a program to help your aspirations become a reality and your healthier habits will put your 2020 goals in reach. What Noom is going to do is give you examples on how to eat better so you have more energy and enjoy exercise again. Now, you know, not everybody is like T-Bird that can just say, hey, I'm going to run on the treadmill nonstop. Well, hey, mind over matter with anything. This Noom thing, you know, I'm all about the psychology about everything. I just, just like Survivor. Yeah. The psychology of the game is amazing. How do you spell Noom? Let's make sure we can get, get N-O-O-M. it N-O-O-M. Right. Yes. And they're going to give you psychological examples about uh, feeling good about your choices and improved sense of self-worth and mood and also uh, giving you social examples about how to feel more confident in a crowd, more comfortable in social situations, uh, not to mention specific lessons uh, l- teaching you about psychology of your habits in the ease of just uh, 10 minutes uh, with personalized coaching and is going to be flexible with your schedule. I've been able to try out Noom. I get messages from uh, my uh, personalized coach. Her name is Emily. She'll talk to me about uh, any questions that I have, plus uh, has a a ton of other features that are based in the cognitive behavioral approach and uses personalized courses to help you reach your goals. Everybody's busy. That's why Noom doesn't demand that much of your time. They only ask for 10 minutes a day. Over 80% of Noomers finished the program and 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. It's the perfect time to make a step towards healthier habits, get 
started with a free trial at noom.com slash rob. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash rob. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash rob to start your trial today. That's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash rob. All right, we're very excited to have our guest here with us today to catch up with us and talk about everything that she has going on and uh, everything she's been up to. Please welcome the great winner. Whoa, 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 Rob, right. Wait, oh, wait, you wait, do wait, the introduction. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I forgot. Wait. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. Okay, I'm sorry. Giuseppe <laughs> Atiper oh needs to introdu- introduce you. I forgot what podcast this was. Yeah, he forgot. He, he was thinking this was his podcast. Hey, Giuseppe. Just bear with me, hang with me, because this is your intro. I've got planned for you. Okay. And so when you hear your name, yeah. you'll know it's you. Okay? Take a seat for a minute, okay. Vesepia. Just go ahead and go ahead and, and turn your oven down a little bit. All right, you ready? All right. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right. What you already know about our next very extraordinary guest is she beat out 15 other players, including a Vermont real estate agent a Georgia judge, an Arizona crime reporter, a Florida nature guide, a Federal Express pilot, a Nebraska registered nurse, a New York limousine driver, a Massachusetts construction worker, and a, oh my heck, makeup artist from Salt Lake City, Utah, just to name a few, to become the first African-American sole survivor with her simple... With her simple, quiet, <laughs> under-the-radar strategy. But what you may not know is she has an impressive background in the U.S. Air Force, serving in the Gulf War, and was a military police. But out of all of her successful accomplishments, I believe she will tell us that by far at the top of her list, she is most proud of her extremely talented son, Jordan. Now. The number, the number one question everyone, I mean everyone, wants to know is, you married your husband, Leander, on May 5th, 2002. The Marquesas finale was May 19th, 2002, exactly two weeks later. <laughs> did Leander know, did Leander know on your wedding day that he was marrying a wow. millionaire? <laughs> this is Ladies a, and- an op- what an opener. From T Bird. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. What a hard hitting interview. You're making me sound real good. I want to marry her, (laughs) too. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the tough, the strong, the beautiful spirited, the Sepia Cowrie Robinson. Hey, lady. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's so awesome to be here. Um, It's been a long time since I've done one of these uh, podcasts, so I appreciate you guys even asking me. Thank you a lot. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, the Sepio that uh, it would be crazy to do something and not to ask you that uh, that everybody should be following our lead, right? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Right. Especially the producers of of Survivor. If you pick up what I'm getting at, oh, you gonna get into that, all right? Yeah. No, uh, but for no, first of all, that Vesepia, tell us about uh, how how is everything? You know, I can't complain. Life has been good. You know, I've been living my dream since I moved here to California back in 2000. So I came here in 1999 just to check check everything out. Um, submitted a couple of resumes. Ended up getting 
five of those six offering me jobs, got the job that I wanted. Um, and then from there, everything just beautiful and wonderful doors opened. You know, obviously one of those doors being an opportunity to actually go on Survivor. And that was great. But then it seemed like at some point the door shut on that. I mean, you get one good year of, of running and accolades and things like that. And then it yeah. kind of just dropped off. But, you know, I can speak to all of that a little bit later. But then, you know, I ended up marrying uh, my son's father. We're divorced now, but we're still very good friends. And, you know, now we're just really great co-parents and we're raising our son. And I got really the the dream job that I love. I love coaching. I love teaching. And I love um, really helping people understand what their purpose is in life. And so I've been afforded that opportunity to do that in all of my jobs, not just as a sidebar. Um, I'm a professional life coach now, but then also in the work that I do at currently I'm at Stanford uh, Children's Hospital, but I'm oh, getting wow. ready to leave there because I just took an, yeah, I just took an amazing position with Sutter Health and um, I'll be a new director really overseeing the entire South Bay area down from Santa Cruz all the way up to Santa Rosa and everything in between for their ambulatories, really doing a lot of coaching strategy, um, helping them with their patient experience, working with their patient and family advisory councils, as well as their volunteers. So that is kind of like my day-to-day work, but my love is really the work that I do, helping people kind of understand their purpose. Um, You guys both know that my faith is the most important thing in my life. And I have no shame with letting people know that. And um, with that being said, just so many additional doors have been open, just being a prayer warrior and having uh, friends and people around me that um, rally around and pray with me and I pray for them and just seeing things come to be. Um, Has Survivor come to be yet? No, (laughs) but... um, But, you know, I always say God will open that door when he feels it's ready. And I firmly believe that he doesn't feel it's ready. So, you know, I'm at peace with that and life goes on. But again, the best thing right now is really my son. He is an amazing young man. He is um, just going to do wonderful things. He's going to kick ass in this world. And I'm so excited with him. This world better be ready for him. And um, he wants to be an entrepreneur. And so he wants to go into business. So he wants to go to school down in SoCal, but he also wants to have a sidebar where he can do a lot of his music video production and editing and of course singing and, and acting. But um, he's just been a wonderful kind of really role model for me as well as me being a role model for him. And in a year and a half, he'll be walking out these doors and starting his own life. And I just say, that's when my second life will begin, you know, <laughs> at, at right. that point I'll be, yep. yeah, you know, for real. I mean, right now I'm 54 years old. Um, one thing that you guys probably didn't know is that I am also a two-time breast cancer survivor. No, I didn't and, know that. Um, yeah. And so yep. my first bout of breast cancer came in 08. And then my second bout recently came back two years ago where I ended up having a mastectomy. Um, but I do a lot of advocacy work and speaking on behalf of that. So not only am I a survivor of a million dollars, a television show, but mm-hmm. I'm a survivor of breast cancer. So, yes. you know, yeah, my life has gone full circle and it's just been, I've been living my dream, my dream here in, in California and I have just truly enjoyed the ride. All right. So you played at, you played at 36 and 
Ah, you've lived yes. so much these last, what has it been, 19 years? Can you believe, Asafi, it's been 19 years since you played? It's crazy when I look back at it, yeah, and see where we were. And I, I, to be honest, some of these cats that are coming out now in Survivor, I can't even remember their names. <laughs> you know, are I can you, barely remember the, the OGs. <laughs> are you, have you watched all the seasons since Marquesas? Of course. Oh, I'm a diehard. Awesome. Yeah. I love you right. guys didn't think that? Oh, uh, look, sure. there's a lot of seasons. <laughs> it is a lot of seasons, but I cannot remember. I can't remember all these people. <laughs> yeah, well, look, if you watch the show, that, that you're doing a lot better than most of the people we talk to. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know a lot of people have stopped. I, I can't. I mean, I, I love it. I wouldn't say that I'm a a junkie, but I love watching. Unfortunately, I don't feel that the game is, they show the strategies as much mm-hmm. as they did when oh, we were yeah. out there. Yeah. But, um, it's still, I think it's more entertainment than strategy now. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I miss the stuff like seeing the, the place where they're, where they're having the show at. I mean, granted, they're going to the same place all the time. So how much can you show nowadays? But, um, the fact that back in our times, you really got to see the island. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the breathtaking views that they gave. And they really captivated us with getting to know everybody that was on the season. And now it's like there's a couple people that are really highlighted all the way towards to the end. Yeah. But it's yeah. still enjoyable. You know, it's still good, good television. And I think they're playing to the millennial group. Because that's what they are. They're just like, just give me who's, you know, who's doing what. And I'm fine. I don't need to know everybody else. All right. So, Sepia, so you, you won it. You played and won at 36. You're watching all the seasons, which I'm, it was great to hear that. Now, at 54, when you go back, when you go back. Oh, when? <laughs> when you go back. Oh, when? All right. You'll be at least, you're 54 now. Will your game be as strong as it was now with the idols, the advantages, the edge of extinction, the island of the idols? Would your game be any strong? I mean, how do you think you would play now compared to then? Yeah, I think the best part of it, I, the one reason why I would love to go back is just because of the idols. Oh, I mean, really? I'm a sneaky okay. ass woman and <laughs> to have that opportunity to, you know, to align with people and do a little creeping and a little dipping every now and then yeah. to, um, you know, find these idols. I think that ha- that actually brought a, a different spin to the game. And I have to be honest, this last season was quite entertaining, especially going out and finding those idols and the different things that they were doing. So that in itself would excite me. Now, going to the Island of the Idols and meeting up with, you know, old G's that were back there, I thought it was actually extremely um, creative for them to have that. But I wouldn't particularly want that because I'd be like, okay, why am I coming here to see you? But, you know, for younger people who, you know, are in awe of some of the people that have played before, I get it. But yeah. I, I could care less. Well, the you mentioned the Island of the Idols. I mean, uh, what do you make of that? Uh, your old uh, tribe mate from Maramu that now is a you know twenty six foot statue of his head on an <laughs> island. <laughs> okay, now that first night. Um, when, well, I, I should say the first advertisement when it came out, I was like, seriously. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, but I, I get it. There, you know, there has to be some awe factor for people mm-hmm. to go there, you know, really not knowing what to expect. And how would you feel if you walked, uh, got off some boat and all of a sudden you see two big old heads <laughs> and you see two big old heads of some of the greatest players that, you know, have ever played this game? I mean, and I'm sure that the casting really focused on primarily probably people that said, oh, yeah, Sandra and Boston Rob walk on water. I'd give anything to meet them. Yeah, I'm sure that was part of the casting because you got to have that off factor. So, yeah, make them two big old tiki heads and, you know, put them ablaze at the end and just make people kind of worship them. I thought it was a great catch. Um, but then again, like I said, you know, some OGs that probably come back would be like, okay, we need to do something different. Now, V, yeah. I know everybody is uh, very interested to know in terms of season 40 is coming up and it's the all winter season. And obviously you're not out there. Uh, it, it doesn't sound right. like that you were asked to be I- included. Did they have any contact with you on this? Zero, none. Nilch. Not even a, a text, not even an email, not even a, a phone call to say, hey, we thought about you, but we already cast it. Thank you. No, nothing. Did you have a falling out with anybody over at the network? Me? Think about it. Me? Yeah. <laughs> falling out with anybody? It just seems like no. people are so excited to see these uh, people that have come back, like uh, Ethan and Amber and people that we haven't seen in a while. And it just feels like that, boy, it would be great to see you, Vesepia. Yeah, you know, I that I think that's probably the million dollar question that people ask Two me million. on the regular. Two million. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah, and that too. And they're like, you know, why aren't you, why aren't they having you come back? I said, you know, you need to call them. I said, why don't you send them an email? Why don't you mail them a letter? Why don't you call them and ask them that question? Because I have no idea. I mean, you know, several people had said back in the, back in the day that, um, you know, Jeff Pope had said something like, um, yeah, Vesepia, she won, but she wasn't memorable. But I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean to people? You know, does that turn people off? I don't know. Um, but I know that people have always told me that they wanted to see me back on there, but you know, they're the ones that make those decisions and I'm not sitting in those rooms um, when they're passing the names around and they're asking, you know, why, why not? Yay, nay. I mean, it would be great to know. Yeah. So if y'all want to start a campaign to say, why aren't you guys bringing Vesepia back? Then, hey, go for it. Okay. I mean, I've had many people tell me that they wanted to start a campaign. And I was just like, you know what? I leave it up in God's hands. If it's his yeah. intent for me to be out there, that door will open. Yeah. And it will open in this time. And, the, you know, of course, the other question people ask me is if they do ask you, would you go? Mm-hmm. And you got to think about it. It's been almost. 20 years, you know, yeah. if they had called me 10 years ago, I'm gung ho. I'm all for it. You know, maybe even 15 years ago, you know, 20 years, you know, I've had ACL surgery. I've mm-hmm. had breast cancer where I've had an mastectomy. You know, I think when I watch them do challenges now as competitive as I am, and, and I am still very competitive. Sometimes I look at those challenges and I go, if I got out there and I snapped my ACL again, running in the sand, or if I yeah. had to climb down some high tower and drop 
flat on my feet and all of a sudden it snaps. That's going to make for good television, but I would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think a lot about that. But you know what? V, forget about season 40 that they should have had you there in season eight. Oh, they should. Yeah. I, now I have to tell you the truth that I did get a call. You remember when they had the very, very first reunion show? Mm hmm. They called me and just said, would you be interested? That was the only question that came out of that. And I just said, of course, it was right after I had my son, you know, so I was probably three months after I had given birth to my son. So, of course, I'd love to have gone out there to get rid of all that baby fat. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, that was the first and last call I got. I mean, outside of, I think, the um, was it the 15 year reunion when we all went down to SoCal? 10 year. The 10 year. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, that was it. Yeah. So I was wondering, I was like, damn, I'm, I wonder if I'll even get a call to the 20. Well, if they do something. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody's getting a call for the 20. I don't think. The, don't, <laughs> don't sit by the phone for that one, V. I, believe me, I won't. <laughs> Vesepia, when you found out that All Stars, that they had called you to ask if you were interested, when you found out that Kathy in Boston, Rob were the two that were going back from your season. Did that surprise you? How did you feel about that? Not at all. I mean, because think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at my season, Kathy, without a doubt, got a lot of airplay. Mm-hmm. You know, and and she was she was very strategic, and she showed her strategy. I chose not to. Mm-hmm. That was the way I played, you know, and it may have been a detriment to me, but that was the way I wanted to play my game. And um, so with that, uh, I knew that she was one of the main persons that I wanted to get out of there at some point, you know, but I was not surprised because she was the forerunner for our season to win. And then, of course, Boston Rob, along with Sean, which I was shocked that Sean still didn't get out there. They were the dynamic duo, and I couldn't understand how could they take Boston Rob and not Sean. Yeah. Right. And that, I'm right. not trying to hate on nobody, but those two really bounced off of each other so well. And one was taken over the other. I was just really surprised about that. Yeah. Because I haven't seen two people really vibe on each other that was both humorous and strategic in all of the history of Survivor outside of those two. I mm-hmm. mean, you may look at Lex and um, Tom, but mm-hmm. other than that, when I think about it, I haven't seen two people really vibe that much off of each other. And it may just be the way they showed them. You know, it could be all about editing. I don't know. But they were entertaining. Um, they were strategic. And so I was really surprised about that. Yeah, the, uh, they were very fun to watch together. That we talked to Sean over the summer, uh, this past this past summer, uh, and he was telling us about how close that you and he still are to this day. Oh, he's my brother. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but he's actually my son's godfather. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he, so we, we have. Yeah, we're thick of. Thick as thieves. And whenever I go down to SoCal, we connect up. Whenever they're up here, we connect up. We talk to each other probably once every month, if that. But, you know, he's like blood and we don't have to talk to each other. But when we do, you know, it's right where we left off. There's nothing I wouldn't do. 
for him and vice versa. And our boys are actually the same age and the same grade. So it's great to see them when they were little, little boys. And now these young men with, with beards and, you know, <laughs> checking out girls and driving cars Uh-oh. now. It's crazy. But um, Sean has instilled so many wonderful values um, to my son because, um, you know, he's relatable. He's relatable to what's happening now for these kids, especially young um, African-American boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really hits home. And so whenever they get a chance to talk, um, I love it when Jordan will pick up the phone and just call his godfather and they chat. Yep. And Fisepi, I love that you compare Rob and Sean's uh, relationship to like in Africa Lex and Big Toms, because it's a great analogy. Uh, I want to ask you, with mm-hmm. all the seasons watching these players, who do you think mirrors your gameplay or that played like you? And, and I'll tell you who I think reminds me a little bit of you. Mm-hmm. Who would you say? Are you, talking about just, are you talking about just winners or anyone overall? Anybody overall. <sighs> half the time, I can't remember half of these cats, but I know the one person I would kind of say would probably be Sarah. Okay. Sarah Lucina. I love Sarah. Yes. Sarah was pretty quiet, you know, but she was very smart. She was very observant, extremely aware of what was going on. She didn't have to say a whole lot in order to, you know, make things happen. And so I, I really appreciated her gameplay. The, I want to ask you a little bit about this uh, season 40 cast that we're about to see play in the new Wait, season. Before, before you ask me that, before you ask me that, Rob, I want, I'm curious what uh, T-Bird's um, person is. Yeah, mine was actually Danny Boatwright. Oh, that's a good one. Because Danny played a very... I was going to say her too. Yep, I, thought, I was going to say her too. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you were going to say her, but she played a really under-the-radar game just like you did. Yeah. An Easter way, so you yes. two remind me of each other a lot. Rob, who would you say for Vesepia? Oh, I would say that I feel like that uh, Sandra. I feel like that Sandra is, you know, a, a little, uh, a little bit mm. more likely to get into a fight with somebody out there than than V would be. But I feel like that it's the <laughs> same sort of idea. Okay, <laughs> I, gonna- I could see that too, and you know, and. And actually, Danny is the one that I'm I'm hoping to to win this this season, this 40 season. OK. All right. Uh, because that she has the similar gameplay to yours, V? Similar gameplay. She's from the OG, you know, era, you know, earlier seasons. And it's always good to, and refreshing to see someone from the older seasons come back. And it had been a while, you know, I'd been curious if Danny didn't come back because she she had gotten called and chose not to come back. Yeah. Or um, did she just say, you know, hey, finally, I'm ready to do this. Do you guys, you guys know? Uh, I don't know if she was interested or they never called her. Oh, OK. The If you were one of the people that were out there with this crew, uh, who are some of the people that you would work with in this season? Um, let's. I would probably work with, again, Sarah, definitely. Um, as much as I love Sandra and we get along really well, um, I don't know because I kind of like know her gameplay and I probably would be like, ah, you know, I, I keep my friends close, but I keep my enemies a little closer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but then I would all 
Probably Wendell. Um, I got along, I got along really well with Wendell at uh, the Florida event and got to get to know him quite well. And so um, I think that him and I would kind of bounce off each other quite well, almost mm-hmm. like a, a Sean, but he would be more of a more laid back version of Sean. Mm-hmm. Now, are there any people yeah. that you feel like that you would want to go after? I'm sure that they're not uh, anything personal, <laughs> but people that you felt like you that might be in your way. Oh, gosh. You know, I would have to do uh, definitely the dynamic duo of Amber and and Rob. I mean, anytime you've got a married couple or anybody that's had some type of um, tight relationship back when they played has to probably go early. So those would be two of the ones that I'd probably be definitely getting at. And then poverty. Poverty has always been a smart player. You know, not only that, does she have her, her, you know, cuteness and her flirtation to it. I don't know if it's going to affect how well it will work on, you know, these OGs and all these people that have come back and played again and played before, but she's got some smarts behind her and I'd, I'd be definitely looking out for her. Yeah, I want to go back to asking you about Rob, because I was surprised that you would say that uh, you would want to see him out of the game. Is that just because that you feel like, hey, been there, done that. This guy is too much of a wild card that he was uh, making things way too crazy when we played together uh, at in, in Marquesas or because uh, I feel like that that would be, you know, any familiar face, I feel like would be I'd rather work with the person I know than all these strangers. Well, to be honest, a lot of these people are not strangers oh, to me anymore. Okay. I mean, I've built I've built Look relationships you, with some of these people a lot more than I've built with Boston Rob. Oh, um, and I know that Rob knew my gameplay, and he knew, you know, that either she's wacky or she's smart, and yeah. and sometimes he would he would say that, you know, to the camera, and so I was like, oh, he's he's you know he's got. He's got his eye out on me, you know, and so unfortunately I had to flip and get rid of him. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he will remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Vis- Visepia, do you think Boston Rob's game has evolved through the years, gotten better or the same since you played with him? I think his game is pretty much the same. I mean, he's a very intelligent player. He plays up against the people that he is competing against. So he really reads his audience, reads um, the castmates quite well, and he plays to them. And he may kind of tweak certain gameplay, but it's pretty much the same. And it's going to be interesting this season with all of these people knowing him quite well, um, what they would do. And I really do predict that probably him and Amber will probably be um, out fairly early. It's going to be tough for them. Yeah. Hey, Vesepia, do you think Parvati's game will be different now that she's a mom playing? I don't think so. I think Parvati's going to come back out there um, with guns blazing. I mean, just an opportunity because, and I don't know how old her daughter is, but, you know, one of the things that always excited me was to be able to go out there and have my son watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think her baby is little. Her baby is, I, I think that uh, it may, she may only be a, a year or two old. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's old. Well, in that sense, no, I think she'll go out there and play real hard. I think if, if your child is probably a little older, you probably, 
would play a little bit lighter because you don't want, you know, your child to see mommy do something that may not be nice. <laughs> would that <laughs> that would change you, V? That if Jordan was home watching, that you that you might not make a move that you would have made uh, if he wasn't watching. Oh no, my son no. I, he gets it. Number one, we'll be sitting right there with him, and I'll be like, "Okay, Jordan, watch this move." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Dang, mom!" I said, "I know, right?" So yeah, we'd have some fun with it. So Vesepia, you quoted somewhere that if you got to play Survivor again, that you'd go in with a totally different perspective. And I think you said then you said I I think I'd shake things up. How would you shake things up? Even though you've already told us you love the idols, how would your gameplay be differently? Go play different with you shaking things up. Well, so you know, the first time I came in, I came in with this whole idea of I'm playing my game. I'm not going to try to push up to the camera. I'm going to stay back. I'm just going to observe and check things out and make my moves when I need to make them and stay quiet. I would love to come out there with a totally different idea of just being wilding out, (laughs) um, maybe being a little bit more louder, seeing if I can connect with people who maybe will Maybe we'll kind of flip off of that. So if I'm loud, they'll be like, you know, almost like V. Sean type. Mm-hmm. Sean was the loud one and I was the one going, dude, come on, chill out. You know, maybe I can find somebody that I can bounce of, uh, b- bounce off of that could be, come on, Vesepi, chill out. I'm like, no, can you believe that? Yeah. Crazy. You know, just to, to show people that, hey, I can come out there with this whole different perspective, this whole different gameplay and see if they would vote me out or keep me around because I'm loud. Because, you know, sometimes they keep the loud ones around as long as they can mm-hmm. and then vote them off later. Yeah. All right. Survivor gods, you hear that? Sean is ready. <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a year and a half, Jordan will be out of the house and Vashon is coming back. Hey, if they bring me back, I just don't want them to be having a bunch of stuff. I'm running in sand and jumping off some big old towers. Mm-hmm. Crazy mess like that. Remember, I'll be a 56-year-old woman coming out there. <laughs> See, let me come out like Sandra and Rob, where they can come to the uh, island of the idols, and I'm the one sitting there, and they're talking to me. Okay. Well, if they keep doing that, uh, maybe maybe you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would now that would be cool. Do you hear gig. that, y'all? That would be the way I'll go. It's it's a good gig. Uh, the that we, we talked about this in the open of the show that uh, in, in my mind, this was uh, like the the biggest move that I ever saw when I was, uh, ju- you know, just but a, a Survivor fan watching the show at home. When you guys had the coconut chop and you guys flipped it around on the row two four oh. and, you know, it, gets, oh it gets talked about, you know, who's who got got the credit for it? Whose idea was that? The, were, were you the person that should get the credit for that? No, I ain't even going to try to take that. When I think back to that, I know we had a conversation. And as we were watching them chopping us down, we were like, what the hell? <laughs> because it was straight obvious. And we just started looking at each other like, oh, we are seeing this pecking order. Yeah. And and so um, we all came back and we were like, we got to do something about this. Now, at that time, you know, I had been kind of like sliding over to their side. And, you know, people called me the the flipper because I flipped back and forth. Yeah. 
But um, when we started seeing that, I was like, no, I need to make my move. Now, I was I did decide to make the move and go back over to those guys, um, which helped us to uh, begin to take them out. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we had a discussion. They were like, somebody's got got to move. We can't let we saw it right there plain as day. And when I saw that, I was like, yeah, no, I can't stay there. Okay. You guys want to talk to my son? Sure. Sure. Jordan, come here. <laughs> Let's talk to Jordan. All right, go ahead. Hello. Jordan, Hi, how Jordan. are you? This is Rob Sesternino and T-Bird is here. And uh, we are we are fellow Survivor players. We have a lot of questions for your mom, the Survivor legend. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Survivor legend. <laughs> Jordan, yes, have, you, have you watched your mom's season of Survivor? I have. I watched the whole thing, but it's been a really long time since I've watched the whole thing. I've watched a whole heck of a lot of clips. <laughs> Did you already know that your mom had won when you watched the season? Yes. Yes. Because I, that my kids want to watch my Survivor season, but they're going to be very disappointed when they watch it. It's not going to have as happy of an ending. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> did did you have a lot of questions for your mom when you watched your, uh, her season? Oh yeah, I was I was really vocal because I was just like, oh, this is like it was it was super crazy for me. But a lot of it I really didn't remember like my first time watching it because there's a lot that I know now more so than I did, of course, for the first time that I watched it. So you know, yeah. And Jordan, do you still watch Survivor? Sometimes, not like religiously. Yeah. Honestly, me growing up, I watched more of Big Brother than Survivor. Oh, wow. Because, like, I was, I was, because I was really. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. Yes. So, like, I was, I was really, I was really growing up on Survivor. And so then I saw this show. You were trapped in a house for yeah. like a, a few months. And I was like, whoa, that looks kind of cool. So I watched it from like season 15 to 19, but then I stopped watching it. Well, Jordan, you're getting close enough that you might be of age to apply for Survivor. And I do feel like that they <laughs> they love this idea of a legacy person uh, playing. Would you consider that? I'd always consider it. I mean, I'd have to like, you know, really get ready if I'm going to do something that that incredible. But, you know, I'm always up for the challenge. Hey, Jordan, I, I read that your mom also would probably like to do Amazing Race. Would you be her partner in Amazing Race? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes! There we go. There I we go. My mom was on the Amazing Race more so than Survivor. Now, that would be amazing for the two of us to do that. Totally. <laughs> All right. There it is. Cassie I know Sean gone. and I had yes. talked about doing that for the longest. Okay. And Jordan, do you have any good stories about your godfather? <laughs> that you can tell us. Um, I think I'll probably go back to the last time we saw him. We went down um, because we were all going to Knott's Berry Farm, uh, which is a theme park down in uh, Southern California. So we had went down and we had a, a whole crap ton of fun, but <laughs> we were only there for about three hours and it was a super packed and crowded day. So on our way out, we're looking, we're looking for them and we're like, we can't find them anywhere. So we're out there looking and looking. And the next thing you know, I see their car whiz right past us. And we're like, yo, there they are. We called them. We're like, yo, we're right here. We're right here. They're like, we're pulling into the parking lot, which is on the other side of the park. And we're like, oh, my God, they're going to get mad at us. <laughs> and Sean was cussing Noah out big time. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, y'all passed this 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Jordan, could you tell us anything about your music? So, I have a YouTube channel. Oh. Um, The YouTube channel is called Thunderstrike. Yes. So if you look it up on uh, YouTube, just put in Thunderstrike, Thunder and then Strike, uh, all one word. So I make I make a lot of music, but as of recently, I've done more covers. Yeah. So if you know the new Jesus is King album by Kanye West. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did a cover of Sela acting okay. me as um, both Kanye West and the Sunday Service Choir. Wow. So it would really be greatly appreciated if you guys would check that out. Okay. Well, look, we have a lot of people to listen to this podcast, so I think uh, you're going to get a lot of hits. Oh, well, that is awesome. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Okay. All right. Well, everybody check it out. Thunderstrike Thunderstrike. on on, on YouTube. Uh, All right. Uh, Vesepia, I I know you have uh, dinner plans tonight and then you guys are are heading out, but I really appreciate you making some time to uh, catch up with us. Absolutely. I I truly appreciate it. You know, um, it's been a while since I've done one and it's just always good to catch up and be able to kind of speak my voice. So thank you guys for this opportunity and, you know, keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, I'll be happy to do something again. Hold on. Hold on. T-Bird has something for you. No, 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 I'm still here. I got to throw this in because I reached out. Here we go, Rob. I reached out to three of the former players from Rakesa talking about you. So I want to throw this out there since um, I got the chance, the opportunity to talk to them. Okay, here we go. These three people I talked to each gave me three adjectives describing you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the adjectives, and then you can tell me who you think said it. This wasn't going to be a quick thing, V. Oh, Sorry, my v. God. We did our homework, didn't we, Rob? t does, yes. All right, so the oh, first... God. Okay, let me hear these. All right, the first three adjectives, they, they said spiritual, survivor of breast cancer, and a mother. The three adjectives they used to describe you. Who do you think that was? Spiritual survivor of breast cancer and a mother, Nalia. No. Ooh. Spiritual breast cancer survivor mother. Um, Let me tell you you something else they said to give you another little hint on this one. They said she is a great social observer. Brilliant executor of her plan in a quiet and effective way. She is the silent assassin. Using others as a shield, she was never a target. I am disappointed she has Damn. yet to I am disappointed she has yet to return. John? Yes. There you go. John Carroll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the next one said she is fierce, a fierce competitor. Beautiful and humble. Fierce competitor, beautiful and humble. Damn. I was going to say Tammy. No. Jeez. And humble. And Sean? Yes. Sean. Okay, oh, the last one, the last okay. one, the last one, the last one. Um, this person said optimistic, spiritual, and hardworking. 
Mm. Optimistic, Optimistic, spiritual, spiritual and hardworking. And hardworking. Wow. Let me think. Um, Kathy? Nope. Nalia? Yes. There you go. Nalia. Ah, okay. Yes. Well, that, all, that really, that makes me feel good. They all had so many good things to say about you. I just cut them down. So, you know. Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, I really wish that they would give, you know, our season much more credit. Um, and I, I hate sometimes thinking, was it because I won that they don't? And I don't like to think that way. And I hope that's not the case because we had a phenomenal cast. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's really unfortunate that many of them have not been called back and it's really only been two. No, Survivor Marquesas is a, is a great season. And, 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 and V, you guys did a great, a great service because that, you know, Survivor, Survivor 4 came right after there was a very, there was a season that it was very, it was, uh, harsh conditions and it was, uh, yeah. and it was dry yep. and it was, you know, it got it, that, you know, that it, it, it went on and on and on. And then Survivor yeah, Marquesas came. Yeah. You had to rebuild the show yeah. after that. Right. Yep. Right. right. Hey, yeah. Vesepia, would so, you have liked <laughs> you brought it back. Hey, Vesepia, were you disappointed? And of course, with what was going on back after 9-11, but were you a little disappointed y'all didn't get to film in Jordan? Because that's where it was I really originally. I that so bad. I was doing all of my research. You know, now, give me, that's not the reason why. Yeah, I, I was going to say, is this, uh, did this come full circle for you? But, <laughs> Wow. It it did, you know, and I truly believe that, you know, there was a purpose and a reason for it to have changed. I mean, nobody wants to say there was a purpose and a reason for 9-11, but, you know, I was glad that they had Marquesas as our backup because it was a phenomenal opportunity. And actually, I'm glad we didn't go to the sand and was just back to the beach. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. I hope that you will come on with me during the season to talk about one of these episodes one week that I that you were uh, so great to talk to you. I absolutely love to. Let me know when and we'll make it work. Yeah. Okay. Let's make a date for uh you know uh you know a few a few weeks down the road and and talk uh, as the season is going on because uh, if you're if you're following this stuff closely, would love to hear what you're saying as the season is going on. Oh, for sure. I will be delighted. Thank you both so much for your time and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. You too, V. Best to you. Best to Jordan. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Vesepia. Yes. I'm going to say this last thing. I'm going to keep it short. And this was actually a quote. I'm going to keep it short and simply say, because she already knows exactly how I feel as a woman, she is a badass and I will always be her biggest cheerleader. This was from Jordan's godfather, Sean, and I think we all know you're a badass and we're all your biggest cheerleader. So thank you so much. We admire you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank Take you. Care, I'm humble. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, Good night. Bye. There you go. Vesepia Robinson. Vesepia Towery Robinson. Yes. Okay. All right. Tiba, hey, I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry I made that joke about Survivor Africa. Oh, well, you know what? Okay, so to be honest with you, I heard it. I heard what you were saying. And then I was thinking, oh my gosh, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. 
and I had all these notes everywhere. So I heard it, but I, you know, I, I was paying attention, but I was trying to see what else I could get in at last second. So, hey, no, no worries. You know what <laughs> see, you're I'm dealing teasing. With. I'm teasing. You know what you're dealing with here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. T-Bird, do you have anything else for me? Did you talk to anybody in my family or any anybody that played Survivor with me? And you have any questions for me? Well, no, because if, if I knew that you were going to be my guest, then I would go all <laughs> out and I'd be doing that. If I was going to roast you... I'd, oh, Rob, if I was going to roast you, I would go all out. Please, you know I, uh, I, I welcome it. I welcome you, it. You know I would. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So let's see. In conclusion. Yeah, there's one. Th- there's two things I just want to mention before we finish up. Okay. So one thing is, um, you know, on season three, Africa, I have always, you know, it just takes one thing. And as you know, one person, one change, one decision to change everything and the results of who wins. So all these years, I have actually thought that if Lex and Ethan, so Lex was my kryptonite. Lex was the one I knew was controlling, that I had the control in the show, control the game. So I always thought that if Lex had made it to the final two, if it had been Lex and Ethan, I've always kind of gone on record to say that Lex would have won. However, I'm finally coming clean and saying that I've done my research on this. And if it had been Ethan and Lex, Ethan would have still won the game. Wow. Yeah, because the wild card that I always thought would vote for Lex was Big Tom. Mm -hmm. And somebody asked me something the other day. So I called Big Tom and I said, Big Tom, let me get this straight. And he goes, T-Bird. He goes, no, at the time, I would have voted for Ethan. Well, hell, I was, I was burned <laughs> up at Lex. <laughs> you were. Because he said pretty much the same, but, but that Lex was controlling everything where Ethan was more subtle and laid back. So I just want you to know, yeah. and everybody else, it would have been Ethan. And so we, Africa is there you go. well represented. Unstoppable. By season 40, unstoppable. And then the one other thing. Wait, can I we think, uh, stay on that for a second? How, how often do you talk to Big Tom? Oh, uh, well, I go, I was up there this summer. Glenn and I went up there this summer and um, visited with him. Just whenever I think about calling him, I just call yeah. him. You know, it's Big Tom. Do you think he still remembers me? Oh, absolutely. You think he does? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. One hundred thousand million trillion percent. Okay. Why? Why would you ask? Me I don't know. That? I just you? think that uh, that uh, you know uh, we only lived together for twelve days. <laughs> Wait, are you are you kidding me? Asking me if I think he would remember? Are you just kidding around? Are you? No, serious? no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, well, this is the funny thing about Big Tom because people think because of Big Tom's that slow accent and he acts like he doesn't have any sense. That is just. <laughs> He acts like that, but he's so smart. He's he is so smart. I know that. I know that. So yes, I'm sure he knows exactly who you are. <laughs> but I'll ask him now that you said that. It's kind of like I thought I knew his vote all these years. His vote would have gone to Alex. Yeah. Maybe I'm speaking for him when I shouldn't. So 
I guess yeah. I'll call him and ask well, if he knows who you are. Yeah, and for see if he can remember because uh, we should talk to him this season because uh, that, uh, of course, we played both of us with Rob and Amber. And him and I would would discuss this about how Rob and Amber were falling in love before our eyes. And, and he would say, well, Rob and Amber are going to have the survivor baby and they're going to name him Crowbar. Uh, I don't know why he used to say that Rob and Amber were going to that Rob and Amber would have babies. They would they would have four beautiful girls, n- none of which were named Crowbar. I don't know where he got that from, but he would constantly say that they're having the survivor baby and it's going to be named Crowbar. And I, I, that it was ne- Buzz Rob never talked about that. Uh, I don't know what where Big Tom got that from. Hey Amber, I thought of a great name for a baby. Uh, they, 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 I don't know where he got that from, but he would talk about that. He would say it like, constantly. Big Tom, I'm telling you, he is so in tuned to what's going on around him. It's. Do you remember <laughs> during Africa? Do you remember during Africa when we were sitting there and the chicken was walking around and I was trying to get the chicken and and Big Tom was laying there and he just reached out his hand and just grabbed it. Mm-hmm. You you don't think he's paying attention, in other words, to what to his environment, his surroundings, but he is. He is he is so smart. Yeah. All right. So so this is the other question I'm going to ask you that I asked you about already. So, you know, you hear a lot about goats, people being full to the end, not getting any votes. Big Tom knows all about goats. Yeah, he does. He sure does. Sheep farmer. I mean, a goat farmer, goat farmer. (laughs) All right. So, all right. So, Rob, this is my question. If you were pulled to the end as a goat, would you be okay with that? Or would you, and some people say they'd rather be the first person voted yeah, out I mean, as opposed to being a goat. Now, you and I have talked about this. But what does this. that mean, I'm a goat? I, I mean... Uh, pulled to the end. Pulled to the end and get no votes. Somebody's just Seabird, carrying you to I, the end as I a If I get shield. to the end, I'm not getting no votes. No, I know, but I'm just saying, if you go into it and somebody says, okay, Rob, you can be pulled to the end, you're going to be the goat, and get to the end, you're going to get zero votes, or you can go out the very first No, I'd rather go to the end. I'd rather go to the end. I'd rather go to the end and have everybody yell at me. Okay, you'd rather go to the end and get no votes. Yes. Yeah, I'd re- I would too. Who yeah, would say, get- oh, I'd rather be voted out first. I'd rather. I can't stand getting no votes at the end. <laughs> no, Rob, I think I'm very interested to hear from our listeners that will, because I've heard people say if they're pulled to the end and they're just a goat, They'd ra- They're crazy. No votes. They rather not even not even go. They're crazy to the people. End. I well, I'd, I'd rather stay in as long as I can. The, too, I guess, here the question is like, would you rather go to the end and get no votes, or be like a super popular player who got voted off on like the fourth threat. episode? Yeah, a super popular threat that was voted uh, that, off. That got voted off like at the swap. You know, okay. you still want to go to the end. Uh, that's tough because I think that the, the super popular person who got voted off at the swap probably gets to come back again. And the person who uh, got to the end and got no votes doesn't. So I think you probably would rather be the person who was the super popular player who gets screwed at the swap. Okay. I'll take that. So I think that's the way the way that you want to go. You know, T-Bird, you and I really haven't gotten to talk about Survivor 40 at all. Of course, uh, your buddy Ethan is back. Looking great, yes. ready yes. to go. How excited are you to see Ethan come I back? Am, I am so excited to see Ethan. You know, I feel like there's so many players out there like Ethan 
And that is a very positive, positive Who's, thing for him. Uh, uh, people like him or are like him? Are, are like him. I think Nobody's Jeremy, like him. I think Jeremy's like him. Adam. He's one of a kind. You No, no, no. He absolutely is one of a kind. But what I mean by that, there are a lot of guys out there also that are very nice, likable yes. guys. Yeah. Very likable. Like, Rob, if you were out there, well, that's how you, you would become be a winner. there too. Yeah. That, that's right. So my point is, because there's quite a few other likable guys, hopefully that he won't be pointed out because there's a, there's a group of them there. Just like, mm-hmm. not like him, but not like him. Yes, he yeah. is absolutely one of a kind. So I am so excited to see him play again. I know he's he's he looks fantastic in all, all of his pictures and all the photo shoots pregame. Um, yes, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see him play. T-Bird, who else do you know? Do you have any other buddies that are on this cast? Oh, God. Okay, I love Wendell. Oh, Wendell Holland, another guy just like Ethan. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I mean? Likeable. I've, I've been around Wendell a few times at, at our Survivor watch parties here in Atlanta. Sure. He I, I, is the most likable, likable guy. I've really not met, spent much time with Jeremy, but again, I put him right there. Adam, put him mm-hmm. right there in the category. Oh, it feels but, like. But I want to know who, who do you actually know? Is there anybody oh, else? No, 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 no. Like the no no Sam Fleas? Yeah. Um, I no no Ethan. Yes. Okay, but do that you casually know anybody else? Wendell? Yes. Besides the people that you've already mentioned. Oh, Is there oh, anybody okay, else? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let me think. So I didn't bring um that's all. Okay. How about how about that's- We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back after a short pause recess. So what a, so Rob, I guess you know. All of these players. Uh, so I would say that I uh, at least, you know, know them. You know, I've had, you know, a couple of hours of conversation with uh, just every single person there. Except I've, I've never spoken with Danny Boatwright. Um, I, uh, you know, have only had a couple of conversations with Yule. But other than that, like, I feel like I, uh, you know, know on some level, you know, I think every single person that's that's out there other than, uh, you know, other than Danny. All right. So that's interesting. So first of all, let me say this about Yule. I don't know Yule, but I put Yule in that category with Jeremy, Adam, Wendell, Ethan. Do you? Would yeah. he go in that? And Tyson? Don't they all kind of go in well, that Tyson, similar category? Well, Tyson, I think, is a, little, is a little bit of a different a- animal than, uh, than than those other guys. That uh, that Tyson is, you know, a, a little more of a uh, – he, he's a, more of a jokester uh, and a trickster than I, I think that – where I think that those other people you mentioned, uh, I think most people would consider, oh, they, they were the nice guy who won. And I, I think that Tyson is, uh, that's that's not how you would describe Tyson. Okay. Well, this is what I'm thinking for Ethan. For Ethan to get to the end, he's going to have, and no, to get to the end and win. To get to the end and win, he's going to be, need, he's going to need to be sitting there with a couple of other nice guys because Ethan's got such an amazing story that he's got such an amazing story. So he gets to the end. How would you not vote for Ethan? Mm-hmm. So my fear is that he gets to the end. He's going to be a big threat when he gets down to the sure. last, you know, six people because his story, he's got such a fantastic, beautiful, you know, heartwarming story of everything he's endured and what he's gone through. I mean, he's a true, true survivor. Mm-hmm. So 
And I can see him, you know, when we played in Africa together, he was really intense. I mean, he was, he played back in the shadows, but he was, you know, intense and he was tense. And, but now I feel like he goes out there. He's, he's he got was nothing intense to lose. and tense. He was, te- no, I, I threw too much, too many words. In <laughs> he, he, he was tense. He was, he was nervous, okay. even though he, he was, um, a little paranoid. Yeah. And even though he played in the shadows, but now, with him playing this time with all winners, so he's playing a level playing field where, of course, in All Stars he went in as a winner, and I'm sure he was extremely mm-hmm. nervous and tense because the winners were, yeah, of course, targets. But, but, I, but I think now, that after you survive cancer twice, like uh, I don't think anything makes you nervous on Survivor. That, you know what? And that's what I'm saying. Now he goes in. He's got what is he to, to lose? lose? Nothing. He's got nothing to lose. So that's why I'm saying his story, I can see him playing a more relaxed game and saying, hey, if it works out, it works out. I can see him getting to the end. So he's just going to have to be sitting there with some people that are likable also. Yeah. Okay. T-Bird, you mentioned that you run into Wendell at the Survivor viewings. Well, yes. that, uh, I can tell you that uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see you this spring. Hey, guess what? You know what? We have not even talked about this. Somebody sent me a message and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Rob hadn't even mentioned that to yeah. me. And then they were like, oh, I, maybe I wasn't supposed to say anything. Rob, I am so super excited about this. Let talk. Tell me about it. I'm coming to, I'm officially telling you, I'm coming to Atlanta this spring. Okay. Mark it All down. Right, hold it. Hold it. I got this in the floor. Hold on. Yes. All right. Give me the date. I'll give you uh, that. Uh, that uh, late April, late April, we'll have we'll have a, an official announcement soon. But we're coming. You just, we're coming. We're coming to. We're coming to Atlanta. You just said you were making the official announcement. Yeah, so you're I'm official. Back? I'm officially coming to Atlanta. The details to follow. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So sometime in late April. Late April. Very late April. Like. Uh, the last Wednesday in April. <laughs> that look uh, unofficially, yeah. That Mar- just clear your calendar. All right, so that is absolutely wonderful. Cl- calendar is now cleared. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Um, Don't fly out that day. Okay, that sounds perfect. I'm excited. No, I had heard this from somebody. A couple of your patrons actually had mentioned it to me, and I said, "No, Rob, hadn't, I hadn't heard a thing about it." Yeah, clear your calendar. Hey, remember we talked about this last year and you said, I don't know, it takes kind of a lot of preparation, which I'm sure it all right, does. And it does, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's going to be good. Okay. So you're excited? So We're going to see where... Then when was the last time I saw you? Oh, God. Rob, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's been probably back when we did some of our... Um, the charity things we did <laughs> yeah. right after, right after Africa, right after... Your season, yeah, yeah, I know. And they I mean, made, and they, and they made us do crazy stuff at the at those things, and some of those pictures have come back to burn me this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. But you know what, Rob? It's kind of funny because no, I don't know how long it's been. So probably, what would you say? It's been at least 18 years since I've seen you. But it. it what a reunion se- it's going to be! It what a reunion! But it doesn't seem like it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, I feel like I all. talk to you every day. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's, was that a backhanded compliment? No, I'm pretty, I pretty much sure it was. I'm pretty much sure it was. No, I, yes, it wasn't an exaggeration. Or I, or, or I get a text from you like T Bird. 
Don't do that. I told you to check with me first. Like, I'm so sorry, Rob. I think the last text I'm like, do I still have my job? Yes, yes. All right. Well, Tiber, we had so much fun. It was so great to catch up with V for a little bit. I'm very excited to talk to her during the season. So great to catch up with you. Uh, Of course, what do you have going on? Uh, Do I need to look on your on your social media? Well, I've got an official announcement. Oh, that that I've I've got an official announcement. Do you need a drum roll? But I'm not going to announce it. Oh, okay. No, it sounds it's like what I'm saying about you with this official announcement that you're going to announce later. I don't have anything. I was just. I want it out. There. Okay. You're just tr- trying to keep up with me. Yeah, I'm just that's right. Okay. Exactly. Hey, look, I didn't say anything. I wanted to tell you when you mentioned Danny Boatwright. So you have not interviewed Danny Boatwright. Do you think you asked Vesepia if she had done something with CBS to make them mad? Did you do something with Danny Boatwright to upset her? No, she I don't know. If she it was her whole thing on Survivor was like, Hey, I'm the stealth bomber. I'm not gonna tell anybody what I'm what I'm doing. So, so maybe that's her thing. Like, well, I'm not gonna do any podcasts because I don't want to tell anybody uh what I'm ever doing. Oh. Well, yeah, that we you know, Danny, a couple of times with that uh, we I, I I Facebook messaged with her and she seemed like she was interested, but then uh, I could never close the deal with her that she would she would like answer my messages a couple times and said, uh, oh, that sounds good. Yes, we should do it. But then when like uh, push came to shove, I was never able to uh, get her to agree to anything. Well, you know, she actually, I don't know if we, we hadn't really said the list of the, the very few names you gave me last summer when we started, but Danny Boatwright was one of the ones you gave me for Detective T-Bird to go yeah. after. And I actually had started messaging her. I was going after her. And then it's when it came out that it looked like she mm-hmm. was going to be on the season. I'm like, oh, well, that's a wash. Yeah, that's not going to happen. What are you going to do? You know, uh, she, do? I know she also she had some uh, like a cl- clothing line. And uh, like I always try to say, like, hey, well, like if you have something you're trying to promote, like, let's let's talk and then you could talk about your thing. Yeah, absolutely. But, no, it didn't work. It didn't work with her. She's one that got away. All right. Uh, for now. For now. For now. For now. T-Bird, thank you so much. Great job. Uh, anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Follow no. T-Bird what, on Instagram. Did you run today? Did you run on the treadmill? You know I got to get my workout, said Rob. Okay, so you've already talked about this. We've already talked about this. Did you make popcorn? Yes. Listen. Oh gosh, listen to right here. I've got it right here. And I was gonna say when Vesepia was cooking, I was gonna say, oh god, I forgot to tell Vesepia to get her popcorn. But the interview went so fast with Vesepia that I mean, it didn't happen. Yeah, my popcorn. Listen, can you hear it? (laughs) I I hear you. I got it right here. (laughs) Okay. Dropped a bunch on the floor. Yeah, and I've got my podcast bell, but you know I have to keep in the floor now. Mm-hmm. I'm sending some of the listeners, which was really loud, which it was. Yeah. Okay. No, there's nothing going on, right. but I do want to say, oh, I do have an official announcement. Yes. It's not totally official. It's maybe sort of official. I think we've got another one more. We're hoping for one more talk with T Bird before the season starts with a very cool guest that I have gotten so many requests for. That I have been working on since we started talking with T Bird, which has been what seven or eight months ago. Uh, I have been working on yes. this particular person for months and months, and, and I'm thinking we might have them before the season starts okay. to go over the season forty cast. So, fingers crossed on that because I know the listeners. I think the listeners are going to love this one. 
Okay, we will. We will. If it, if it happens. Anyway, T-Bird, thank you again so much. Great job. Thank you, Rob. Oh, okay. Bob, do I need to run that name by you of that person I'm trying to no, get? No, we, we already talked oh, about it. Joke. it. We I know it was a joke. Okay. It was just a joke. Okay. It was just a joke. All right. T-Bird, a wonderful job. Great to get back on a Talking with T-Bird with you. Thank you, Rob. You know I love these Yes, we have so much fun. Uh, of course, uh, thanks to the patrons of Robin's Podcast who make all of this podcasting possible. Uh, you can uh, get access to our patron-only Facebook group where we talk about everything that's going on and uh, events and everything. And you get access to our patron-only podcast feed. That's all at robhasawebsite.com slash patron to stay up to the date with everything going on in the world of Rob has a podcast become a part of our Rob's podcast patron community at robinswebsite.com slash patron and so T-Bird take us out here we go here's your here's your theme song Thanks, talk to Rob. you again soon take care everybody have, have a good great, one great night Love you, T-Bird. Love you, Rob.